When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Abbott Elementary, Season 2, Episode 8, Egg Drop, and Season 2, Episode 9, Sick Day. It's over, but class is in session here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Chappelle, and after a short holiday hiatus, Abbott Elementary, a Post Show Recap is back. But you know, I can't do this podcast alone without me and my usual substitute teacher, my principal, my Ava Coleman. It's Gia. Gia, what's up? Oh, hello, Chappelle. I'm so happy to be back. You know, I'll, I will take the L on this one. We probably would have recorded sooner, but I had a janitorial emergency, so I was not able to make the past um, the past couple weeks. So it's very happy to finally be back now that my janitorial janitorial emergency is done. Yes, and Gia, I haven't talked to you since uh, what was it? The holiday season was it? Candy zombies and attack ad? Like was it Halloween when we last really had a good it uh, was... like Abbott pair? Yeah, you know I think about? it was actually because we had the what was it? Yeah, because there was a week hiatus in between egg drop and was it uh, attack sick ad? Day, and yeah. there was no, yeah, and there was a gap between egg drop and whatever came before that too so we are just all over the place yes they've been throwing this recording schedule like just i guess they're trying to give people time you know with their families and stuff and they don't want to counter product program with you know network television and the holiday shows but yeah because of that we've been recording so sparingly and i have some news for the listeners uh next week we're only going to have one episode to talk about. Uh, the team over at Elementary has been spacing out the episodes to the point where, since we've been doing them by pairs, this episode, episode 10, will be a standalone episode. And so uh, next week on December 7th and then next month on January 23rd, that would be the next biggest gap. So I'm assuming this week coming up is some type of mid-season finale. Uh, and then it looks like they'll be back on track, dropping episodes every week. So maybe, Gia, uh, when we return, you know, we can come back a little bit stronger after the kids finish uh, Christmas break. What do you think? I love that idea. Fun fact, January 23rd is my birthday. So I'll be a little older, a little wiser during that time. So, you know, I think everyone will be excited to see a newer, mature Gia after the new year is rung in. Yes, a new mature Gia. What, do you think the mature-er. world is ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah, like the mature. bar is on the floor, so I will surpass it a tad, but you know, like don't expect don't expect anything fancy, okay? 
<laughs> gotcha. We'll manage yes. our expectations, I guess. We still um, got some shenanigans to ensue. So just yeah. Yeah. I'm still yeah, in my twenties, you know? Like this'll this'll be continuing at least till mid thirties. You you are probably still the more mature person on the podcast anyway, so that probably tracks. Um, I like that yeah. we keep our expectations of each other low in this area. Like that's the important part. Thank God, thank yeah. God, because uh, mm-hmm. we don't want to we don't want to uh, like you know put ourselves out there too much and make people like, think too much of us. You know, we got to keep everybody know, you know level. We don't give them everything right right at once, right? Yeah, exactly. No science in this podcast. No math. You know, we don't need all of that. And we can just, you know, we can pal around, share our conspiracy theories with one another. Oh, my God. Yeah, we we have a lot to talk about in these episodes. You just reminded me of all the things that are coming. And so uh, before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, and then we will come back after our word for our sponsors to talk about season two, episode eight, Egg Drop, right after this. And we're back. So, Gia, you know, we always start these Abbott episodes with the cold open, and this one is no different. It starts in the school garden where we see the, the teachers are growing their winter vegetables, and they find this huge bone that scares them off. Mr. Johnson thinks he planted the bone uh, like from like this fake skeleton he has, probably from the science lab, which I'm sure he did plant a bone in there, but Gregory actually planted this big, huge beef rib bone to get all the people out of his garden. Gia, what did you think about the cold open? Listen, I know that, you know, Mr. Johnson is very anti-science in Abbott Elementary, as apparently some of our other teachers are as well from what we have learned here. But uh, do you not recognize a rib bone? Yeah. You would yeah. Think it'd be the logic, obvious. Yes. The logic in this cold open is flawed. Nevertheless, I loved it. It was great. Mm. Yeah, you know, I start to question the logic of our teachers throughout these two episodes, too. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to discuss with that. Um, The teachers are doing like this mid-year development meeting in this episode where they discuss their plans for the second half of the school year. Ava gives them a chance to talk about what they have coming up. Jacob is going to be showing the kids soul food. Uh, Miss Barbara is making handprint Christmas trees. And then there's a random teacher who we later find out his name is Mr. Morton. And he says he will be needing the gym and the safety ladder for the eighth grade egg drop. Uh, Gia, does Abbey Elementary go from like kindergarten to eighth grade? Dear God, I feel like that's a lot of students. I, d- I feel like that's not in elementary school. Like that is a that is yeah. a that's middle school age, right? Right. Um, yeah. I, when do you think they're going to stop? You know, like, are there ninth I, graders in the school? Or is it go up to eighth grade? I think it would be eighth grade. But like, also, is there a name for a middle and high school or what did you, like Abbott? Abbott school? Yeah. Abbott? Yeah, I, Abbott I don't school. Know. <laughs> Abbott <laughs> Academy. <laughs> Abbott Academy. Yeah, that would probably be it. But I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never I went to a k through eighth grade school so i didn't go from like an elementary school to a middle school we were just like told once we hit sixth grade that like you're in middle school now so i don't know what what uh what they would call this personally but apparently elementary school now includes eighth grade yeah it does in abbott at least and um so Janine ends up saying that maybe her second graders can participate with the eighth grader, which again does not compute to me because it's such a big age gap. Uh, but she thinks this will be fun. Gia, it's not fun. It's science, right? It is science, which is why Janine is not getting it. And 
Yeah, it was, this was doomed to fail from the start, but it only gets worse from here because Janine's second graders tell Melissa's second graders about what this plan is. And now Melissa has to do the egg drop. So now all the second graders are also doing the same project as the eighth graders. And for some reason, they have to do the project together. So like everyone gets to see each other's outcomes on this. Mm -hmm. It feels like, Maybe they only want to use the big ladder one time. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Abbott's probably trying to cut some corners or save some money or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, just even the concept of second graders and eighth graders doing the same project just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be honest. Mr. Johnson is not bringing that ladder out again. It's like once a semester type thing. And we're lucky if he even got it out the first time. So he knows where his time is best spent. Yeah, and like you said, this is probably doomed from the start. Uh, Janine wants to bring in glitter into the occasion, but then Mr. Morton uh, leaves and speaks to Jacob on the way out. Now, you know, we're already kind of seeing what Janine is on this this episode, which is her normal, you know, like, I'm going to be cheery. I want to make everything, like, fun for my little kids. But then there's this, like, dark counter story where Mr. Morton and Jacob are just kind of beefing. Uh, and Gregory ends up pointing out that maybe the guy's just being polite and Jacob is reading it wrong. Gia, I feel like I could ask you this. Have you ever had an imaginary beef with someone, like a one-sided beef? Oh, 100%. I do all the time. All the time. <laughs> I have whole fake arguments in my head. I have an intro, a thesis statement, my background, surrounding facts, and a conclusion all in my head with these people. Is there a reason for it? Not really. But <laughs> I felt Jacob in this moment here. It's just like the... How you doing, Mr. Hill? Shut up, Mr. Morton. Shut up. <laughs> no one fucking asked. Oh, sorry. I don't think I'm Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's some kids somewhere. I don't know. But listen, I'm everyone. No one <laughs> take that out. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not erasing that one. Yeah. So listen. Um, so yeah, it does seem like there's something going on there. But I'm with Gregory. At first, it kind of felt like it was innocent. Um, everyone seems to be telling Janine that her kids probably shouldn't be doing this project. But now the school is buzzing. Like you said, Melissa's students know about it and everybody wants to get in on this project, this egg drop thing. Um, and it's very clear that Janine's students definitely don't know what the point of an egg drop is. Uh, and I'm starting to wonder if Janine even knows at this point in the episode. So uh, at the egg drop, we find out that Janine is, might struggle with the concept a little bit uh, because she can't even tell you how a ladder could be so tall, which to, to that I say, you know, science, you know, for me, I don't I can't explain why a ladder is so tall either. But I'm also, you know, not trying to teach a science yeah. assignment right now. You know, it's physics. We don't need to know. Like, yeah. who is the judgment of science? God? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That um, is between him. That is between the Lord and physics. I don't know. Like, what? I, I am not a physics teacher. Okay. Right. Like that. Yeah. That I don't need to know all that. You know, that is between the Lord and His creations or her creations. I don't need to know the specifics about that. But you know what is sketchy? Pigeons. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which again, dear God, there's a lot going on this with these was, teachers in this episode. <laughs> We have to address it. First of all, Janine, like Janine has never had a good track record with ladders in general. This is like a recurring oh, yeah. issue in this show. And Janine just could, this is also a sign that Janine should not be teaching physics to 
her second graders because she just like has the memory of a goldfish when it comes to her fear of heights. And it continues to be an issue throughout this episode or throughout like the series. That's just like her recurring thing. But also on top of all of that, how many of these Abbott Elementary teachers do not believe in science to some extent? Like we have a whole segment here about everyone sharing their conspiracy theories. Yes. Oh, my God. So these conspiracy theories basically come up as Janine is talking about how sad she is that her kids are failing at this science thing. Right. Because when we see them do the egg drop initially, uh, Mr. Morton's class, they're eighth graders. So they figure out the science of it. Melissa's class magically just, you know, they do the egg drop. Their eggs are crashing to the ground, but there's nobody's breaking their eggs. But for some reason, Janine's eggs are the only ones that seem to break. We find out later on that Melissa might have, you know, tilted the scale in her favor a little bit by hard boiling the eggs, which t- what I say is like, duh, of course you Obviously. did that. Right. That's, that's the move. Uh, but Janine is ultimately just kind of like, I don't understand why science is so important. Science is dumb. And again, I think she's making some points. Um, And to the conspiracy theory point, Jacob ends up saying something truly alarming, which is science is just history plus math. Gia, I was stunned by this statement, but then all the other teachers start dropping their hot takes as well. Which one stood out the most to you? Uh, I got to bring it back to Mr. Hill talking about how gluten is just actually internalized white guilt. Followed by Mr. Johnson saying that gluten is not real. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gluten is not real is a great one. Uh, you know, like someone tells you they're gluten free and they're like, what is that? Um, I liked uh, Ava saying Stevie Wonder ain't blind because I've seen yeah. the counter argument. You know, okay. like, I, like I've seen the research no, on that one. You have, so no, no, no. You you have to understand my I. So I am a big Stevie Wonder fan. As we all know, he was my top artist on Spotify this year. The amount of videos my middle brother has sent me about the conspiracy theories for Stevie Wonder not being blind and like all of the evidence supporting this statement is truly alarming. Yeah, I've seen them too. Yeah. You know, there was it's, listen. It, they got they got stories to back it up and everything. So that was yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. That, it's a lot to process. If people are curious, you should definitely look up Stevie Wonder isn't blind on YouTube, and there are a lot of statements with it. It's such a popular conspiracy think, theory at this point. You know, I listen Stevie Wonder. I'm like, I'm. I was like 99% sure that he is blind, but now I'm only like 80% sure. So I guess that's my endorsement on this theory. I'm not sure. Also, Melissa does not think the moon landing actually happened. To which, again, Mr. Johnson got to one up. Somebody is saying that he does not believe in the moon himself, which bold statement, but I respect the commitment to the bit. Yeah, science has too many laws, and I'm assuming the moon is one of those. Uh, but this was a wild scene. It was like a, a whole minute of the teachers just saying the most absurd things. And this is when Gregory realizes that Janine doesn't really know the science of the egg drop and that her believe in yourself attitude, her never give up attitude is just not going to cut it. So instead, 
um, he says that Amber, I guess the woman he's dating, is canceling on him, and he can walk through Janine through the science of everything tonight. Now, I thought, uh, Gia, this was going to be at his house or something, and maybe, you know, maybe they were going to get closer because, you know, we've been tracking the will they, won't they? But, uh, you know, much to Ava's probably happiness, you know, uh, it ends up being at the school because at first I saw her looking pretty annoyed, Gia. Did you see? No, she had the little glance to the camera. Like, she's picking up what Gregory is putting down. She knows. She knows. Mm -hmm. Mr. Johnson knows. I'm sure the rest of the school will know. I'm surprised Jacob hasn't picked up on this yet because he seems like the type of person that would want to be sniffing out any leads as soon as possible. So the fact that Jacob doesn't seem to be aware of the situation that we are all aware of is shocking to me. Oh, no, I totally agree because, um, you know, normally I feel like he would be right in the mix on the, on the gossip, you know, um, but I don't think he has good gossip a lot of times. So maybe, you know, maybe he's just not tapped into this one. Um, we see Gregory ends up having to explain to Janine that night uh, that the, with the egg drop, you have to get the science down. Uh, Janine is trying to do the positive attitude thing, but he tells her to prove it, prove that you can positive uh, attitude your way through science. And he holds up his hand, making her jump to try to reach it and when she falls down he you know kind of tells her that science uh well she says science shouldn't be taught in school and again i was like well i mean you know maybe like some don't points teach, were made right don't teach me in school science but everyone else should know science um but there's a lot to unpack here now this moment with the hand raise and the jumping they were so close to you like they were really close up on each other i thought we we're gonna have a moment but then she fell down what do you think this was rude as hell, not just for the viewers, but as a fellow short person, I felt personally attacked. But you know how many <laughs> times people raise a hand to be like, oh, you can't reach, you can't reach. Um, I, Based on my experiments, I can conclude that no, you cannot positive attitude your way into high-fiving someone much taller than you. And you definitely can't negative attitude your way to that as well either. However... You know, it felt like there was going to be something a little playful here. And I was like, oh, like, where is this going? And it just kind of fizzled out from there. So I, I don't know. They're playing with us a little too bit this season, like a little too much here. And I don't I don't like it. I don't know what to do with all of this. Like, I don't know. Like I said, like Janine needs a a man to get over Tariq first and then go to Gregory, in my opinion. And we know that Gregory is dating around. So, you know, and like, as is his right. But still, we should definitely be seeing, I'm hoping that's kind of what we get in this next episode. It's like, I want to see Janine date around a little bit. I'm very excited for that prospect because this will they, won't they stuff is getting old very quickly for me. Right. I want them to breadcrumb us just a little bit more. Like, if you're going to do little, it, like, give us like, more to latch on to, you know? But, like, so if Janine starts getting some romantic interest, though, you don't think Gregory's going to be a little jealous or maybe a little judgmental, mm. like a little extra judgmental about the new people that she is bringing around? Like, I don't know. I could I could see this going in a certain direction. I see the vision. I see the final picture and like how we are getting like we're building to something bigger. But I can see like how we are getting there through, you know, like Janine getting through a couple more people before she finds her Prince Charming, even though Gregory was being rather charming, I would say, in these two episodes when he wasn't trying to 
come to terms with how insane his coworkers are. Right. Um, he ends up telling her that if you cannot accept failure, you can never learn science. And she says failure sucks. And she doesn't want her kids to feel that. And, you know, I think that's valid. Uh, so the next day, between her tutoring with Gregory and the YouTube videos she watched on YouTube, she finally understands egg drops. Uh, YouTube and tutoring has never failed me, Gia, so I was not surprised by this at all. Um, Mr. Morton ends up showing up and she tells him like she wants to do another egg drop, but he's moved on. He's not even worried about this assignment anymore. He is eighth graders. They're about to, they're about to go to high school for God's sakes. Uh, he does not have time to be playing with second graders. Uh, and he even suggests that she teaches them how to tie their shoes. Uh, and this is when we learn that shoe tying is one of her triggers. Why does this bother Janine so much, Gia? Because... Because she got made fun of for not being able to tie her shoes when she was little. So she just got Velcro once and apparently just never thought to learn how to tie her shoes somewhere. Like, Janine, you can, like, practice in your room or something. I know she didn't have YouTube during that time, but, like... I, I was also a little bit, like, I was around second grade to learning how to tie my shoes, which was, like, I think a little late in life. I don't know if that that's my truth, personally. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one day I just, like, you know, like, people teach you enough and you just kind of play around with your shoelaces until you get it at some, like, Janine, it's not that hard. Like, this must have been very traumatizing for her because, like, even now, even now you're not able to tie your shoes and like using velcro the velcro shoes were a little cute though but uh-huh. it doesn't really help her point no i flinched when i saw those velcro i'm a shoe person and when i saw those velcro shoes i'm like oh my god why are you wearing those i'm, su- uh, I'm surprised her and zach get along so well because we know he's a sneakerhead. so i just feel like he would have put her in her place at some point like she needs to come in correct next time she sees him yeah, I think he's too tall. You know, I think after a certain point, you just stop looking That's way true. down there. You know, yeah. um, not, it's not safer to pick on for you. everyone. Yeah, not to pick yes. on you because I know you're down there. But, you know, if I, I, I just don't to, look down there. I have to ask, is it like, do you have to look down constantly as a tall person? Because like, I just have not, I have not experienced that before. Like every once in a while, a little child comes near me. I have to look down. I'm like, ugh. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I usually have to look up two people so that's just kind of like my natural arc it's why i have very defined uh jawline here it's like always looking yeah. up do you have to look down a lot like do you see the top of my head when you see me in person is that weird sometimes i see the top of people's heads yes <laughs> it is very weird um i get a lot to you sometimes you look it down and you're like dear god this person is yeah. tiny um yeah, so it, it happens. And so, like, that's why I said a lot of times if I don't peep your shoes or like worth looking at, I won't ever see them because I'm just going to stop focusing, you know, that's so far fair. down there. Um, so here, Janine ends up throwing a fit about Mr. Morton. And Gregory tells her that she could just do the egg drop herself. Janine wants to take on Mr. Morton with the power of positivity again, but her toxic positivity might be an issue. Uh, now she has to tell her kids that they cannot do everything that they put their minds to. So when Janine shows up with an age-appropriate science project, even the kids are sick of science by then. They're not even worried about these damn balloons or anything. So she ends up forcing them to do the egg blimp experiment instead. And it seems like she's finally found a science experiment that her kids can enjoy and that she actually understands. So she was very proud of the work her kids ultimately did on the project, even though eventually the eggs came plummeting down to the ground. 
And it does feel like she won the battle against Mr. Morton here, Gia, doesn't it? Did she? I mean, no. (laughs) I mean, I feel like she just, I mean, in that she wasted more of his time. Yes, she won. Mm. And I feel like that is something that is going to bother Mr. Morton because he seems like the type of person that does not like his time being wasted. So I guess in a way he had, she has won the battle here, but also like Mr. Morton is right in how, like, first of all, Janine, class is definitely not at the age level for physics they had no business doing the physics project in general and also like she can't positivity her way into learning physics but she could positivity her way into finding a science project that is better for her kids so i i would call this a draw personally yeah it's probably a draw right it's just yeah yeah broke even we love that for her you know she 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 accomplished something it wasn't what she wanted to accomplish but something happened here and her kids felt really good i think ultimately that's how the real winner is found here um and speaking of mr morton uh we see this scene where he asked jacob if he needs any help uh and even offered him you know like oh have you have a pleasant weekend and we find out that jacob might have been right and that mr morton does actually hate him at the very end of the episode uh were you surprised by this big reveal or did you see the passive aggressiveness coming out oh no i felt that passive aggressiveness because i too while i am i have been known to be a jacob hill in my life in terms of these one-sided arguments as i have previously said but even more hand my specialty is being super nice to people that I can't stand because they know, they know that we have beef, but only they know because I'm always so positive to them. I'm always so kind to them. So this is like, this is a specialty of mine. Just like rub it in their face. Like, have a great day, Mr. Hill. Oh my God. Yeah, that's maniacal, but I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, this is a this is a specialty. I was, you know, like kill them with kindness is definitely definitely a weapon to be used. I do recommend. Okay, yeah. I'm like this very aggressive Aries, so I'm more like aggressive <laughs> aggressive, you know? And so um, uh, a lot of times mine are like kill them, but kill them harder, you know? And so <laughs> I I couldn't really relate, but I was I did appreciate the petty energy behind it, you know? Thank um, you. Well, see, I am five feet tall, so I will not be winning any physical altercations with people. Like I my punches aren't very ineffective. So, you know, the passive aggressiveness is the best weapon that I can have in my arsenal. Gotcha. And let's uh, let's see what happens in the other storyline here because we had two really yes. good storylines in this episode. Of uh, This episode, we meet Tamika's mom. And Tamika's mom is, for me, the star of the episode by far. Uh, oh, I hope we get more of her. <laughs> I, I think we got a lot of her in this episode. I and need so more. We- <laughs> it would be great if she came back, uh, maybe a little bit less revealing, but let's talk about it. So she has this big tattoo of the B word tattoo right across her chest when we see her turning in uh, Tamika's homework. Now, she's in Barbara's class, and we know Barbara is a Christian woman, and she would never even say the B word. Her favorite words, dear, are what now? Bible. Mm-hmm. Barbara. Yes. I think it was Blessing. That was mm-hmm. her other one. Yeah. And Blueberry. You know, I and don't know where she came from. Yeah, I don't know where Blueberry <laughs> came from. But 
It's a she fun likes word it. to say. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. Um, eventually, you know, she's not able to say anything uh, to Tamika's mom uh, about this thing, you know, this big tattoo. Uh, and, you know, she kind of goes to Tamika's mom and like, you know, maybe you want to keep that covered up around the kids. You know, maybe you don't show your big revealing curse word on your chest. And Tamika's mom said, it's all good. She has on a hoodie. And she zips up the hoodie and... Uh, was it the St. Louis University of Technology, Gia? Yes, it was. St. Louis, St. Louis University of Technology, very prestigious institution. Um, dare I say a member myself, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I really want a shirt now that says St. Louis University of Technology. Like, yeah. We're can we get merch. those made? Is that, yeah. a, is, that, <laughs> is that merch that we can have made? Oh my God! We, do we get? I, I, do we gotta get that clear? Do we have to message Quinta? I wonder. I bet. I, I want to believe that Quinta would be invested in our success. Can we just get like St. Louis University of Technology, and then get like little animated pictures of me and you on the sides and be like, "Gian <laughs> Capelle merch." Yes, check I out think, our merch store coming soon. Oh my God! The RHAP store is going to be better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we could start our own forever bitch apparel. Just think yeah. of the possibility. I doubt they've trademarked it. I think we can make it work. <laughs> we have to move fast. I'm sure everybody else is thinking the same exact thing. I know. As um, soon as it honestly, like I'm gonna message Josh Wiggler right now and be like, wait, we we need to get on this now, but we're about to change your life. Yes, exactly. Uh, Barbara ends up telling Ava about the woman with the bitch tattoo on her chest. And Barbara is surprised that Ava is upset as well. But Ava's only upset about the placement of the tattoo. Now, Gia, she thinks that the tattoo's cool, but, you know, maybe like like a neck tattoo or something like that would be a little bit more modern. Um, and she tells Barbara that it's generational. Like, this whole tattoo thing is very different because this woman was probably raised on Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown. And, Gia, I think points were made. Barbara was raised on Adam and Eve. Yes, and um, Tamika's mom was raised on Foxy Brown and Eve, which, you know, <laughs> understandable. The other Eve. The, yeah. other Eve. <laughs> the superior Eve, question mark? That'll get me canceled Eve. if I say that. No, yes. no, no. Yes. Maybe equal nope. Eves. Maybe, you know? <laughs> equal Eves. Everyone's equal. But, <laughs> but Ava does have a point here because I have to say the clavicle is a, pow like, is a very powerful bone, you know? Like, this is... Mm -hmm this is where the statement is made. And while Tamika's mom certainly has a statement on her clavicle, I do have to agree that maybe like a Tata tattoo as she mm. suggested for would have been a better choice for her. But, you know, she is a small business owner. She is promoting her brand. So that, you know, like she has a thesis behind her work. So, you know, I can't falter too much for it because, you know, we support black women in business. I definitely support this business. Um, Barbara doesn't so much, though, right? She approaches Tamika's mom with a brochure about single mothers. And this embarrassment is honestly too much for me, Gia. So I felt this. Can, can you explain exactly what's going on? Because my secondhand embarrassment has just taken over. This was just I I had no words for this moment, but it was so good. So. Barbara gives uh, Tamika's mom a pamphlet about a support group for single mothers, to which her mom says that if Tamika's uh, father, her husband, passes away, then she will make sure to be using this information. And uh, 
two. So Barbara is obviously, you know, like taken aback by this. She made some assumptions <laughs> that were incorrect here. And, and I will also say, even if Tamika's mom was a single mother, she can wear whatever she wants. She does not need help whether or not she is married or not. I will make that clear. But then she also says that there is a clothing uh, swap or like a mm-hmm. – it was some program where she's able to uh, swap clothing with uh, young perf- – like other black women professionals. <laughs> To which her reply is she will not be swapping her uh, original clothing with a bunch of diversity, equity, and inclusion officers. (laughs) (laughs) I have scrumped the biggest scream that was ever scrumped. (laughs) Check out at serve diversity on Twitter to find out more. (laughs) I screamed here. Yeah. Oh um, my god, it was so now we can even before they have the final scene between the two, we can know we know as, as young black folk that what has happened here is happened to a lot of young black professionals and how they present themselves, a lot of assumptions being made, a lot of uh presumptions about whether or not you're professional, a lot more. I would say like a stricter policing of how you look, what how your hair is styled, what you're wearing, whether what tattoos you may or may not have on your powerful bones. But this is this is not a new concept. And I think a lot of people can understand this. But in the case of Tamika's mom, it's like everything that she is doing with this a apparel line is intentional and she has a reason behind it in part because she doesn't feel like people should judge her or that they shouldn't be so quick to judge about her or her choices, even though she does eventually admit like yet not admit, but she does say that as a small business owner, yes, she is very busy and she has to remind herself that forever bitch apparel is not for the kids. So she can be more presentable for like students because the the cuss words that are on her body and her clothes are not children appropriate but there there is a reason and a purpose behind what she wears and how she presents herself and what her clothing brand is and I am fully on Tamika's side about this because I too have had to deal with similar accusations at different points no one thinks I'm a parent but you know like other (laughs) other ways so you know these I've you know we've all been called a St. Louis University of Technology alum at some point or another who amongst us has not so I I love I agree with you Tamika's mom was the star of this episode by far and that's why I hope that we get more of her here but I think that this moment here where she is not just like she's not embarrassed by Barbara's assumptions or how she presents herself she puts Barbara in her place here like I never thought we would see the day where Barbara is the low person on the pecking order in this episode like she she went to school here she was taught some lessons here about her assumptions around people. And I think that this really does open up the possibilities of this is while we have been really taught about like how great of a teacher Barbara is and how effective she is um, in her work and 
that she holds a lot of esteem and respect in Abbott Elementary, that she does have a very narrow way of thinking, um, in part because of how she identifies and her the generation that she was brought up in. And this doesn't necessarily mean that she is always right, which I think up until now, she has been relatively right in a lot of instances. So mm-hmm. Barbara got knocked down a peg here. Yeah, uh, it was cool. And, you know, Tamika, like she said, she's uh, Tamika's mom is, uh, is a, a professional bitch. And, you know, you can't upset her like that. And she really took Barbara to task here. Um, and it was Ava, again, our girl, who had to uh-huh. come in and tell Barbara, you know, one thing we noticed about Tamika's mom is that she's present. And that's one thing we cannot say about a lot of the students' uh, parents on Abbott Elementary. We don't we don't get a lot of parents. We get the parents who the teachers need to talk to, maybe, uh, because they're, they're coming late. We've seen some of that. Uh, but Tamika's mom is on it. She's, the first time we see her, she's turning in the homework. The second time she's in there, she's talking to Barbara again. We see her again when Tamika's getting dropped off. So this woman is, being from what we can tell, a good parent, Tamika's grades are good. So Barbara's worried about the wrong thing anyway. And not to be a diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion officer myself, but, you know, sometimes white supremacy comes from within, you know? And so Barbara mm-hmm. is perpetuating some ideals that have been passed down to us that you have to look presentable to a certain type of person or a, or a certain type of way to be taken seriously, you know? And so... You know, I don't think Tamika's mom should have to go and explain to Barbara, you know, why her clothing line is appropriate for her. Now, Barbara can definitely say, like, this is a classroom and that's not appropriate for kids. And I'll give her that. But to tell her she's unprofessional because she's not dressed like you think she should be dressed because you were taught Mm -hmm. that you had to dress a certain way to get a job and to assimilate. I don't know. That's not great. And so, yeah, I think you call it out here. Barbara, she learned a lesson in this episode. And I just think it goes to show that we're never all, you know, too old to to learn and to grow. Um, But for the most part, that's the episode. Gia, what would you think? I really like this episode. I think that this is one of the few instances where I thought the B plot was better than the A plot. I feel like I just had more investment in this storyline um i want to know tamika's mom's name because i don't think we actually ever get it i would like to call her something else other than tamika's mom but she (laughs) was fantastic this episode and i think that that was an important lesson to teach in a show as groundbreaking as abbott elementary and like you were saying i think that in uh for us usually like a younger generation of black professionals the Things that we know or how we present ourselves might be different than the generation ahead of us. And in part because the importance of respectability politics has shifted in how uh, it affects us and also what we should be expecting of ourselves and like the limits that respectability politics uh, can have on people of color, particularly on black individuals and in In its own way, Abbott Elementary is exploring the limits of such ideology as that. And I'm really excited that we have moments like that. Again, though, I will say that even if Tamika's mother wasn't married, was a single mother, wasn't running her own business or not, you know, like or her business was just starting up, it doesn't negate all of the other things about her, like be her being present, making sure she's helping her daughter with her schoolwork, teaching her daughter that what are the expensive flowers that people need to buy for you. And, you know, like this is she is still a present parent and you don't have to 
you know, check off a certain amount of boxes about like your martial status, how you dress yourself or what type of job you have to be a, a good or ineffective parent. Like that is not that is not how that works. Like there are all different types of good parents in the world. Yeah, that's well said. And uh, with that, uh, we have one more episode to discuss and we will be back after a brief ad break to talk about uh, season two, episode nine, Sick Day, right after this. And we're back. Via, we get another cold opening, and this one is very fun. Uh, Janine cannot find the other half of her tuna melt uh, because it's not in the fridge, which is filled with Ava's eye masks. Now, these eye masks uh, are filled, have now filled the fr uh, fridge to the point where Ava's put Janine's tuna melt on the windowsill with the dairy products and the mayo, uh, which I, I almost vomited just even saying it. Um, what is, I don't, I'm sorry, I can't even talk about this. This is disgusting. Why are you putting the food out on the windowsill, Ava? A lot of times she's right, but I can't get with this, Gia. Why do you have milk in a fridge at a school? Like, what is yeah. the point of that? <laughs> like, there's school, there's milk in the cafeteria, I assume. But like, first of all, milk is disgusting. It belongs in yes. cereal and that's it. So, mm -hmm. facts, it should not even be there. Say about Janine, what are you doing eating tuna in a teacher's lounge that yeah. itself is disgusting i hate the smell of tuna if that is when i start getting passive aggressive with people if you bring tuna to your works space and i am in the vicinity i don't like you you can be as nice as you possibly want we are forever enemies after that tuna is gross and should not be in public settings like that oh there was a third point here oh yeah and then so Listen, Ava is trying to also be a small business owner, finding ways to make ends meet for herself, plus a little extra. And like, who can blame her for that? Janine eats the warm tuna sandwich that, yeah. yes. And Janine, like that is not God's microwave. I'm sorry. That is, that is <laughs> a whole other level of foul. I just, I could not. This, the first five episodes of, Sorry, not five episodes. The first like two minutes of this episode, I was like, I'm done. Like this is already, this is too much for me, but I must persist. And yeah. and uh, yeah, so, and also the other issue here was that not only is Ava taking up space in the fridge, she is also uh, using the school's printer paper for, mm. to advertise her business. Uh, Chappelle, have you ever used a uh, company copy paper on personal time? Because, like, I personally have never. I would never use pa paper for my own personal <laughs> use. Right, exactly. That is illegal, and I would definitely never yeah. do an entire master's degree program from the section of my own, like, of my desk yeah, yes. and, and my office using, you know, state-funded paper and ink and, and other supplies like that. Uh, definitely not something I would ever do when I get nope. my master's degree online. Not on the company's dime, that not is for me. sure. Not, not me. us. Mm -mm. No. So, we are professionals. <laughs> we are young black professionals. <laughs> exactly. We would never. Uh, but Ava doesn't have, uh, you know, those boundaries sometimes. You know, she's making it work. Uh, she has her flyers for Ava Coldman's pop-up, pop-up lunch party. Uh, pop-out, pop-up lunch party. And um, 
she says all these people do is complain. Uh, she's looking at the teachers and telling them, y'all only have to worry about a class. I have to worry about an entire school. And she doesn't see any of them trying to be principal. And Gregory is literally standing <laughs> right in front of her. Like, I was screaming. He wants to say something so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Because uh, you know he just wants to be like, I was trying to be the principal, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, this call opening for me, I loved it. What about you? It was it was amazing. The yeah. uh, it, you know Ava's been practicing these arguments for a bit. Like she know she knows her stuff. She knows why she has a right to this printer paper and this fridge space. And I can't fault her for that until we get later into the episode because there is a lot to discuss on what is happening here. Yeah, uh, Ava's in her office and she can't even read all the negative reviews she's been getting for her eye mask because she's getting phone calls from this unknown number. Uh, and of course, she can't she can't save that unknown number, which would be Janine's number, because what if she meets another better Janine? You know, why would she do that? Um, it turns out she just doesn't have Janine's number saved. And, and we also find out that Janine is sick from eating that tuna melt, which shocker. Um, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. Um, but I was surprised to hear that there's a countywide substitute teacher shortage. And uh, apparently Ava overlooked that, Gia. Well, yeah, it was in a memo to her. But, like, like you get those every week. Why is this one so special? Apparently she <laughs> needed to read this one. So, yes, there is a sub-teacher shortage. And that is not – that is never fun. I have been a substitute teacher before. And, oh, it is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, and uh, it seems like it. Do, it does feel like Janine is somebody who doesn't often need a sub, you know. No. But she's, she's very prepared in case that happens, and she leaves Ava some instructions. Uh, but Ava is kind of in her own world on this one, worried about her business. Uh, she ends up firing this woman who brought all of this to her attention anyway. But apparently, she fires that woman like once a week, so. You know, we she's move fine. on. She'll be back. Yeah, yeah. she'll be okay. Um, in the teacher's lounge, Barbara and Melissa realize that it's so quiet that you can hear a pin drop. So when Jacob announces that it's because Janine is out sick with food poisoning, it all makes sense. But we'll circle back to that after the Ava storyline uh, because Ava is desperate to find a sub. She calls a sub who's already in the school. She goes looking for Ashley, who might not even know what geometry is. And she even grabs a student try to try to get him to do the <laughs> subbing. Um and finally, she goes to Mr. Johnson, uh, but even he doesn't want to do it. And I know he's tired of saving the day. Like, I get that. But Gia, did you, did Ava say that that boy looks like a player on an AAU basketball team? Yes. He was kind of tall. I'll give him, he I'll give her that. He was, he was but he's tall. also wearing the uniform. <laughs> yeah, he's also a child. A visibly yes. a child. Um yeah, this is tough because Janine is at home trying to rally. Um, she's like really trying to get it back together. Of course, she feels again, she feels like a person who would try to push through. If you are listening to this and you are sick, stay your ass at home. Please. Look, I, do also, I don't want to see you. No, I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. If you are dying, <laughs> you may text me just a text and I will mm -hmm. get to it when I see fit. Because I yes. also have things to be doing, you know? Like, I did not eat the overheated tuna melt sandwich. So, that is neither here nor there. Also, food poisoning, quite possibly the worst ever felt was during a food poisoning incident. And do not, do, 
do not ever try to like make yourself work. You need rest. You need Gatorade or some type of electrolytes and you need to stay in bed until you cannot heave anything out of your body anymore. Like that is it. That is your, that is your treatment. And that is all I can offer you right now. And like Janine, I know Janine is a try hard, but this was too much. I can't, I can't with her here. Like girl, drink your NyQuil, have your saltine crackers and lay in bed, please. Please. Um, yeah, she's trying to toxic positivity her way through this one too. And like, we've already discussed mm-hmm. this. This is not a yeah. thing that you can do all the time. Um, so Gregory's trying to teach his class and he's interrupted by some of the students who apparently are having recess and they're just standing in the hallway waiting on their friends to come back out. But it's only 8.30 in the morning. So these kids came into school basically, sat down for about, you know, 10 minutes or so and then Ava sent them on to recess. Um, so Gregory goes outside to confront who he thinks is Janine doing this uh, because he doesn't know she isn't at school that day. Instead, he runs into Ava and Ava looks so good in this moment. Do you like, dear God, she, what was beautiful. She looks so good this episode and in the cold open as well. Like both of them stunning, stunning that side part doing wonders for her. Yeah. The girls were girling as well. It was a good time for yes. her. Um. It, it was a good time for all of us. Yes, and especially Gregory, who could not keep his eyes on her face. Um, He's checking out the girls, I guess, a little too much, too. Uh, eventually, Ava tells the kids to just sit in the room and be quiet. They can't go to recess, but they, they can't be in front of her right now. Like, she's got things to do. But the kids are not letting her get too far away. They're following her around because they want her to read to them. And she even sits in the story time chair, so they're expecting a, a, a book. Uh, Janine calls Ava again and tells her to just follow the rules. She left in the substitute binder and she needs Ava to give the kids the spelling test. Like she makes Ava promise to give them the spelling test. Gia, you know Ava as well as I do. Did you expect for Ava to give the kids the spelling test? I did not. And I was shocked that there was a spelling test to be done this day, (laughs) but it was done. Albert. Very difficultly, uh, that's not a word. Uh, There was a lot of difficulties going into this spelling test, including using some of her printer, her previously used printer paper to make this spelling test. But before we even get to that, she puts on what was it, Jasmine Sullivan, I believe, which excellent choice for, but excellent choice for spelling bee music and. Her students do not get with it because it's drawing time and someone draws the Babadook that happens to be their mother. And I don't know. These kids are just, these kids are followers. Let me be honest. Like these kids need to take some initiative for themselves. They know they got to do a spelling test. They want to have story time. They can read. So like they can pick their own storybook, but they can't even function without the date on the board, which like how old are these kids? Like eight? You right. Can, yeah. What do you practically wrong? What do you need to know the date for? You do not have a meeting later. <laughs> yeah. Um. You're right. They didn't care about the Jasmine Sullivan. They're only worried about drawing, and uh, honestly, they're just worried about following Janine's instructions. Um. So Ava's finally like, I'm just gonna call Janine, but she isn't answering because she's finally doped up on medication enough and getting some rest. Uh. For a second, we see her contemplating if Space Jam is based on a true story. So I knew she was on her way out. Eventually, Gregory uh, ends up realizing that with Ava distracted by her pyramid scheme, I mean business, nobody is taking care of Janine's students. So once again, our guy, Mr. Johnson, is coming in to sub the class year. 
Yep, he was the last resort and he came when needed. So I was very excited to see Mr. Johnson in the substitute teacher seat again, but people wouldn't even let him talk about the lizard people living underneath the Denver airport. And I personally wanted to hear that story, much like that child wanted to hear about uh, Ava's story with Ghostface Killer, which they also would not tell them. Right. That's my thing. Like, would you rather do the binder activity or would you rather hear the Ghostface storyline? Because I want to hear that. Um, I want to hear about Ghostface Killer. I want to hear Jasmine Sullivan. I do not need to read a story about a girl that cannot follow simple directions. Like how many times has Amelia Bedelia been done? Oh God, please don't get me started on that one. Cause I remember being a kid thinking, is she doing this again? Really? Is yeah. this what we're ha- what's happening? She's doing this on purpose now. Right. At some point, Amelia, it's not cute. Uh, She's so- a menace. <laughs> Ava ends up eventually giving the kids the spelling test as instructed, uh, but she needed Gregory to watch the kids while she goes to make those copies that you talked about earlier. Um, there's a moment where she considers that Gregory might be flirting with her, but, you know, Ava's picking up on some signals. Maybe maybe there were some there. I don't know. Um, but she takes off to go use her uh, flyers to print the test on the back of them because Ava, you know, she's stepping up when most needed. Uh, And so one of the students seems to be struggling with her spelling bee and our girl, Ava, she steps up and she helps the student out. And so Gia, this happens week after week with Ava saving the day. She always steps up when necessary. (sighs) Yes. Yes. We can finally get to the most important part of this episode, which was Ava is the one of the, I should say, most prepared individuals at Epham Elementary. She is willing to make sacrifices for her school. She is able, she has the flexibility to change up the plan when things go south. She is able to start up and then immediately shut down a skincare company so that if you get freezer burn from the comfort of her home, she cannot be held liable. And That is what we love about our girl. You know, she comes through when needed. And something else I forgot to say, that poorly worded uh, DVD that that Janine put in for her substitute, like, what is Janine doing? She knows what she's doing with these dramatics. Come on, girl. It was like, it is too late for me (laughs) to come into class today. Girl, stop it. Stop it now. Yeah. It felt yes. like she was reading like her will, you know, like uh, to I the know. kids, but like from beyond the grave. That's liter- it was- yes, that's literally yeah. like what it felt like. It was a like they and they people do that, like the video wills that people so dramatic, so unnecessary. Yeah, but that's Janine and her dramatics, uh, you know, or the absence of her dramatics does not go unnoticed, as we talked about earlier, uh, because our other storyline is Janine Melissa- this episode. I, I see a lot of people might have missed Janine a little bit because um, mm. we see that although it's uh, sad that Janine is sick, um, they're just going to enjoy the quiet in the break room. And this is when we meet Tasha, another teacher who is sitting in the lounge to decompress. Uh, she says she doesn't sit in there anymore because Janine is a little too chatty for her. Uh, Tasha likes to live by the acronym. Uh, wait, why am I talking? Um, <laughs> and so with that, um, you know, Jacob is shocked that this is how, you know, they feel about Janine. But, Gia, are you shocked? Because I think that, I don't know, I think Janine's toxic positivity kind of would grate on me at some point. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I mean, like, let it be known I do love Janine. I think, like, she is a great 
main character to have on the show and it's really nice to see someone like a black character be so positive and wanting truly wanting to do like the best for her kids and for her school but as a as someone that works with other people the positivity can only go on for so long before i am at my limit i have a limit i have a positivity limit and i i don't know if i could constantly deal with janine's positivity all the time especially when it goes so haywire like if i had to lose if i lost power in my office because of something someone else did down the hallway i i would just leave for that day like i i am like ashley i do not operate well in a chaotic environment and i i actually do but I do not operate well in a stressful environment and I like will be heading out for the day. It's like, absolutely not. Yeah. They're enjoying their peace and quiet. Uh, but you know, it, there are some noticeable changes now that Janine's not there. Um, they talk about the coffee maker that leaks and Jacob even points out that if Janine was here, she'd have fixed the machine. Uh, but the teachers are feeling like Janine would have caused more problems than, you know, she would have actually been the solution for, um, Tasha, uh, kind of is like, I don't really care. I, I am not interested in what Janine can solve. Uh, so Barbara invites Tasha to go out to lunch. And this is again, Gia, Jacob is not feeling this because we know that, you know, Barbara and Melissa, they don't do that. They, they don't, they tell Janine all the time, like, oh, we don't have to be friends, but it seems like they're making friends with Tasha very quickly. Now, I do agree with them a little bit on it in that they don't have to, you don't have to be friends with the people that you work with. It's nice when you get along with your coworkers and have a couple of them that you do want to spend time with. And like, that's great when you can get that, but like, you don't have to be friends with your coworkers and you don't have to spend all your time with them. And I would imagine that if you are always around someone that wants to talk about work or be, you know, like be as in your face as Janine can be sometimes that can get tiring and you might want to have your space for a little bit. But I do think they were a little too excited at some points that Janine was not here for the day and forgetting all of the reasons that Janine is such a good teacher and that they all work really well together. So it was a little little give and take here. Yeah, and the next time we see the teachers, we see the product of Janine's absence as well with the trail mm-hmm. of ants that's, uh, you Ugh. know, going straight to the refrigerator. I hate ants. Um, but, and, you know, they have to save this refrigerator, but Tasha is no help at all. Jacob, who's kind of washing from the side, is relishing in the fact that uh, Tasha could just not, she just couldn't feel Janine's Velcro shoes. Uh, and Barbara and Melissa were probably thinking that if Janine was here, they wouldn't have to worry about this. So, there might be some room for Janine's toxic positivity after all, you know? Yes. Before it yeah. turns into toxic positivity, there's still positivity. And we could all use a little bit of positivity in our lives. But like small doses, Janine. Small doses. Sometimes it's just a little too much. Can we just briefly discuss also the fact that they have been telling Janine that the restaurant they go to refuses to sit tables of three? <laughs> Or more. <laughs> like, look, I'm sorry. It can only it can only hold two of us. What are we gonna like, do? But like, Janine, please take a hint. There's no <laughs> restaurant in the world that exists like this. 
Um, she's not. We know she's not good at taking hints. Reading the room is not our girl's strong suit here. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. So Monday, when she returns uh, from her gross Friday, uh, she's welcomed back with open arms. They miss her. They admit that you know her getting food poisoning uh, might have been worth it though. You know because now it seems like everybody kind of is happy to have Janine back. All the teachers seem much happier except Tasha who can't do it. She's like, oh, Janine's back. I'm out. And so I don't know if we're going to see a lot more of Tasha because uh, she really can't do the Janine thing. Uh, Janine ends up thanking Ava, whose business is shutting down, as you talked about earlier. Um, but we see that Ava has ordered extra paper. And uh, she's also filled the teachers uh, teachers in on like this fire alarm issue that's going to happen. She's been reading memos. Uh, this teaching thing was so easy for Ava Gia. And she has no clue, again, why these people are always complaining. The end scene is just Jacob complaining about the eye mask. Gia, what'd you think about the episode? I love this episode. I loved a I love an Ava Central episode because it reminds me of like all the reasons that I love her and relate to her so much, especially with the substitute teacher aspect of it. Like, let us be honest, sub being a substitute teacher is so difficult. And you have if you have not been a substitute teacher before, like count your blessings, please. Because while <laughs> you can get some really great experiences and some of the students are really great it is very hard to try to control a class that like you have no say on the curriculum or anything like that and no one's ever happy with the job that you do whether you do too much or do too little so it's because you're not that teacher and you don't know what's going on in the class half the time so it's just too much and I think Ava did, you know, similar to how we've said before that, like, I feel that Gregory needed to see what it was like to be a teacher before he became a principal. Really, Ava has not had that experience either. So now Ava is really starting to get a sense of what teachers go through on a day to day basis and why things like taking up place in the refrigerator or using all their printer paper can come back to bite not just Ava, but the whole collective of teachers. And, you know, like Ava said, like she, you know, she is just doing something nice for the school. She knows how to get things done. And, you know, people always just seem shocked about her doing her job. But we know, we know Ava is the star. We know Ava is competent and able to do her job and, an excellent teacher. So, you know, this is not an, and even better, an excellent principal. And that's, that's why she's great. She's like unconventional, but effective. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, yeah, that's the episode. Like I said, we had two strong ones this week. We have one next week and then we have, oh. uh, man, a winter break, man. And so I know as a teacher, it gets, we, listen, I love a winter break, but you know, when it comes to the podcast, I'm going to miss talking to you for a while, but we still got one more to do. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're following us on post show recaps, uh, please go subscribe to our own Abbott elementary feed. It's called, uh, Abbott elementary, a post show recap where you can keep up with, exclusive information just from Gia and Chappelle. You know, you don't have to get all the rest of the post show recap stuff. If you don't want it, you can subscribe to both. Who knows? Do whatever you feel, but definitely go check out Abbott Elementary, a post show recap just to get, you know, a feed dedicated to us and our coverage of this amazing show. Gia, what you got going on before the break? We got one more week, but what are you working on right now? 
Oh my God. I have so much going on, but specifically within the podcasting world, you can follow me on Twitter for as long as we have Twitter at Classically Gia. And also, even if you are not a Survivor fan, but if you're interested in becoming a Survivor fan, follow the Survivor Diversity campaign on Twitter as well at Serve Diversity. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. Over on Silent Podcasts, I am doing the uh, weekly recaps of both Claim to Fame and Survivor 43. Both have been a great time. I am very excited for the last two episodes we are getting of Survivor 43. And I am wrapping up the last two episodes of Claim to Fame with my sister Ari. And for the Survivor podcast, I will just say we have some very great guests lined up soon. And over on, I had something else. Oh, yeah. Over on Inside Survivor, I am doing the weekly roundups about Survivor 43 with my good friend, Christine Palin. So definitely check those out and, you know, give us lots of stars and ratings and tell everyone how funny we are here on Post Show Recaps about Abbott Elementary so that we can just keep talking about Abbott Elementary forever and how much we love Ava Coleman. Yeah, and give us some five-star ratings while you're at it. We love that. Exclusively five-star ratings, you know. And Exclusively so, uh, we five keep, stars. Yeah, so we can keep the podcast moving and so more people can find us on the podcast catchers. Um, Gia, yeah. thank you for telling us where to find you. I'll definitely be checking out some of your coverage. I love listening to you talk about Survivor, so it's going to be a good time moving forward. I know you're going to have some strong guests coming as well. Uh, I also have some things going on on Silent Podcast. I promise, I've been saying this for about a month or two, Sasha and I are going to wrap up the Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast coverage. Uh, it's just, well, we're busy right now. You know, we got one more episode to go. We're trying to wrap up season uh, three. Uh, and so hopefully that will come to you very soon on Silent Podcast. Or if you follow our feed, Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast. On Rob has a podcast on the Nothing But Netflix show. We're talking about Too Hot to Handle this week. We have Kirsten McKinnis on to, to talk about the hot dummies on that island for season four of Too Hot to Handle. So check out that on Nothing But Netflix. And I also have some year-end podcasting to do on PSR to wrap up year 2022. And so there's probably more Chappelle content coming soon. But of course, follow Abbott Elementary, uh, a post show recaps wherever you get your podcast, And then follow me at Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter to keep up with all the other podcasting that we'll be doing. Uh, Gia, until next week, I guess we'll be back to talk about uh, season two, episode 10, the mid-season finale, Holiday Hookah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good time. So for Gia, for myself, we all hope to hear about you next week, uh, to see y'all coming to class next week, and to see what we're going to end the semester with. So tune in, and we will talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.